Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you feel safe on the streets? Uh, Gardaí must be visible in communities to ensure that antisocial behaviour is minimised in our communities, particularly uh, with the Halloween weekend approaching, and that's according to a Southside Fine Gael TD. Dublin Rathdown Deputy Neil Richmond said, with Halloween fast approaching, it is vital there is a high presence of Gardaí in the communities, public spaces, and close to public transport hubs to ensure that antisocial behaviour is minimised, allowing all those who want to partake in the Halloween activities to do so safely. He said, operate Tombola, uh, which sees Gardaí seize illegal fireworks in advance of Halloween, is hugely welcome. But given that we are entering into a further lifting of COVID-19 restrictions, we can reasonably expect more activity on our streets this Halloween and the beat police policing must be increased accordingly. And Neil Richmond goes on to say, put simply, high visibility policing works. Having more Garda on our street makes people feel safer and deters people from committing crimes or engaging in antisocial behaviour. He also believes that with 14,000 Garda members and 3,300 Garda staff throughout the country and with a budget of £1,952 billion, uh, for 2021, the Garda Shea are fully equipped to make high visibility policing a priority for the foreseeable future. So I wanted to today talk about your feelings on how safe you feel on the streets. Let's have a conversation about that. Do you feel safe? Now, last week we spoke to Jay, whose mother was walking, mother-in-law was walking down O'Connell Street in the middle of the day when some guy came up, put a syringe to her neck and took her handbag. With hundreds of people around, not one person intervened. And not only that, when the incident finished, do you think she could find a guard? No, she couldn't. There wasn't a guard to be seen on O'Connell Street, which is wrong. And absolutely disgusting that there isn't one single guard she could find on O'Connell Street. There was a video there recently went out online. It went viral of a fight outside what used to be the old Carlton Cinema. Uh, and there was a load of people knocking spots off each other in the middle of the street. Guards were called. 40 minutes, I think it was, later, eventually two guards arrived. O'Connell Street. O'Connell Street, the centre of the city. The main street in the centre of the city. And it takes 40 minutes to get two guards to an instant which had since ended because they didn't get there in time anyway. So that's unacceptable policing. And I'm not blaming the individual guards. That's bad management. A recent survey has revealed that almost 9 out of 10 Irish women in particular feel uncomfortable walking alone at, in the dark at night, while nearly two-thirds said they have been verbally harassed. Now, on the show, alone, we've heard hundreds, numerous stories about people being targeted, you know, unprovoked knife attacks, etc., etc. And uh, 9... 199, that's an unusual number of knives to be seized. But anyway, 999, well, couldn't they just say 1,000? Knives were seized by the Guardies so far this year alone. Why? I'm wondering why they would put out a press release to say 999. Would someone in the forest just say, I just make it a thousand? That's a thousand knives. You know, it's just easier. 999 knives. 1,057 people have been charged with knife crimes in 2021. It's quite a lot, isn't it? This is on top of the 2,286 that were charged with knife crimes in 2020. More and more people are carrying knives. That doesn't make me feel safe to know that. So I want to know do you feel safe? As a woman, do you feel safe? Would you walk out at night? Would you go for, you know, would you wander down O'Connell Street up towards Grafton Street? Do you feel safe as a woman walking around, be it Dublin, Cork, Limerick, Galway, wherever it happens to be? Do you feel safe? And do you think more Gardaí would make a difference on the streets? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Do you feel safe? Jennifer, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jennifer? Hi, you know. Now, do you feel um, safe, by the way? 
No, no, okay. no, definitely. And I worked in Dublin for like 12 years mm-hmm. and I had no problem. I used to stay in Pembroke Road, yeah. used to walk up the street to get something to eat. Okay. There was no problem. But I'm living in Galway and I don't know if you've heard over the last couple of weeks, like there was a girl at the bus stop got a firework in the face the other day. I don't know. I saw that. I did see that on RT News and she's in critical condition, yeah. by the way. She is critical, yeah. yeah. And then there was machete, a machete argument fight don't know what else to call it, down the town the other night. But my thing is, we don't have anywhere, I know these people are older, but we don't have anywhere anymore for the youth to go. I mean, I used to run a community house here where I live with a group of other people. And we had everything from an arts club to a computer room. And every Friday and Saturday night, we had youth clubs, we had kickboxing, with everything. And then some Torex broke in, messed the place up and the council took it back off us. Mm-hmm. And now where I see the next generation where I live having nowhere to go. But is, the, is that an excuse? Because, I mean, when, mm-hmm. I, when, when I was a young fella, Jennifer, we we one community centre in Edmore, that was about it. I don't think we even had a playground, right? But we didn't wreck the place. We didn't go around running amok just because we'd nothing to do. That I, I always find that's a bit of a ghetto because if you look at, say, the worst places for crime in Ireland and the housing estates, you know, which have had high unemployment rates, high antisocial behaviour, they tend to have more playgrounds, more boxing clubs, more car clubs, more than anybody else. They put more money and funding into those. And yes, it doesn't seem to make a difference. Or maybe it does, I don't know. But in saying that, I mean, years ago, we didn't have things to do, but we still didn't get up to no good. No, but I just think that kids nowadays have so much going on in their lives. Whereas we used to provide some level of balance. You know, we had a homework club for, for kids who were having issues at school. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know everybody says it goes back to the parents. But nowadays, both parents tend to be at work 90% of the time. <clears throat> They're only at home in the evening, you know. And then there's always that situation where the kids don't have a balance at home. And we were able to provide some of that. Now, okay, we wouldn't have prevented what's going on, but we would have had a level of influence. All of the kids knew us. They they knew the doors they could knock on if they were in trouble. I mean, we can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel the loss of that community house has led to so many problems that we could have helped with over the years. So you think, you it's, the, you think it's the breakdown of the community, so the community spirit? Yeah. I mean, if I'd done anything, when I, like, and I'm not that old, but if, I, if I'd done anything wrong, the neighbours would have told my parents within five minutes. Do you know what I mean? I mean, but there's and a community I, spirit. If you take Pierce Street in Dublin, for example, which would be very old school, and there's still probably a great community there in Pierce Street, but yet there's a, a small minority, I'm going to say it's a minority, it is still about you know 50 or 60 teenagers who go around on bikes terrorising people in the city centre. But you're always going to have that. And we had that when I was growing up too, only they were motorbikes and slightly older. Mm. But you know what I mean? I just think, and definitely we don't have enough guards. I don't know if the Garda College has even opened up yet. In Templemore, yeah. We, I, <coughs> I, the, the problem is, even if you do have another recruitment process in Templemore, and I know they do it slightly differently now to the way they used to do it, they do it on, on site more so than in Templemore. But in saying that, will you get people to apply for the job? I don't know, but I mean, we had a, we had community guards. They don't exist anymore. Oh, they, I mean, they do the, exist. You have to go looking for them, but they're not the same well, they as they. They certainly don't mm-hmm. exist where I am because yeah. our guy used to come up here every day. All the kids knew him. He walked around. 
you know, they even went on, like, you know, hiking ad- adventures with the community guard and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe we just get, need to get back to basics. And kids now have a much more difficult life than they had before. Do you see many guards on the beat, for example, in no. Norway? No, I don't. No, as, I don't. As we would, you know, years ago, you'd see two guards kind of just walking around. The, no, and I, I know of an instance where uh, somebody broke into an apartment complex and um, they rang the police. The police never turned up. No, the person was just going up and down the stairwell, but they were very drunk. And one of the residents told the person, I know that they were worried about the safety of the person who was going around. They rang the guards and they never turned up. They never even followed up the next day with a call. Mm. So, they, you know, they don't have the car in the area. That's the kind of stuff you'll hear. Um, you know, I just, even... Are they, well, then, are they under-resourced, as we spoke earlier on to Martin Kenny from Sinn Féin? Completely. They're and they're bogged down with I mean, mm-hmm. God, we have computers. You were talking earlier about um, the registration numbers of cars. If I was going to buy a car tomorrow privately, I can put the registration number into a program on my phone and find out if it's ever been in, that, in an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, yeah. I, I always thought the guards could do that with the cars. <laughs> well, well, they, they, in the UK, well, they have some cars over here are equipped with it, but very few, usually the traffic core. And they have this, what's it called, AMP unit or something like that. It's an automated unit. And as they're driving around, it's automatically weeding registration plates. And it'll tell yeah, them I, whether I the car is taxi. Sure. That. No, not every car, not every guard car has it. Very few of them have it. But isn't that ridiculous? It is you ridiculous. Know? Of course, it would save so much time, by the way. It means they wouldn't have to stop yeah. you. They, they the know without stopping you whether you're taxed insured. And the paperwork in the police stations. I mean, Absolutely. seriously. Yeah. I mean, don't, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, realistically, I mean, with respect to the guards, it's the Keystone Cops material here. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we have guard stations, for example, where populations, you take swords uh, as an example. The population of swords has probably quadrupled over the last 20 years. I'm not yeah. too sure of the population of swords, but I'm, I'm hazarding, I guess it's somewhere around sixty or 70,000 people in one part of Dublin, right? And yet, you're still one guard station with probably two guard cars. I mean, it's useless. And I'm not blaming yeah. the guards, but that's just useless. No, it that's comes pointless. down to resourcing. Yeah. You know, Ireland used to be a very peaceful country. We're not like that anymore. We need more guards. But we also need more technical guards, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I don't want to go into a police station and, you know, even to get your passport. You know, it's all paperwork. I can get my passport online, but I have to get the paperwork stamped at the police station. Yeah, see, again, that's ridiculous. That shouldn't be the guard's responsibility. No, absolutely not. No, we, there should be somewhere you can go. Uh, somebody should be licensed or different places should be licensed to do that, uh, to look at your you know, your identification and look at your paperwork and stamp that for you. It shouldn't be the guard of Sheikhan. Didn't we have justices of the peace or something before? Yeah, well, yeah, one of those kind of commissioner of oaths or whatever you call the bloody things. Somebody like that should be, should be, should be assigned and licensed to do that rather than guard of Sheikhan. That's wasting yeah. their time. Uh, well, stay there for a second because I want to go to David as well. David, you're an Ireland's classic. It's David listening to Jennifer. And by the way, many women uh, have said, David, in the past as well, particularly women, that they just don't feel safe on our streets. That's not a nice thing to hear, is it, David? It's a terrible thing to hear, Niall. Um, and I don't blame them. Mm. Uh, I was just saying to, is it Ashley or so today? Uh, I work for a large supermarket company. I'm in the Phippsborough area. Uh, do a lot of driving. And uh, there are gangs of, I'd call them feral kids, uh, going around maybe 12, 14 years of age, particularly in the last week. And they're wheeling 
trolleys and anything they can get their hands on and with uh, pallets and everything else obviously getting ready for bonfire, uh, bonfire stocking night. up yeah yeah uh, but the crows are going around in these large groups and I, I literally I, I was at Hanlon's Corner yesterday and I could see an elderly couple and they crossed the road and I'm convinced they crossed the road when they saw this group it's, it's, it's just terrible they, they felt it was intimidating obviously. yes absolutely um, and the other thing is I yes I see patrol cars uh, but you don't see Garda on the beat. Uh, you don't see that anymore, and no, we should. No, and, 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 sure. I and I don't know why that doesn't happen as much. I mean, in my area in Edenmore, which, by the way, there was a, a bit of crime in Edenmore when I was a kid, but the guards, would, the, the police and the guards would be walking around, you know, to abreast, uh, you know, on the footpath, and they just, they'd spend the whole night just walking around the housing estate. You might get two or three guards walking around the housing estate at night. Didn't, but it doesn't happen anymore. No, no. And as I say, I, I'm out on the road um, a lot uh, and I just don't see them. And see, it does discourage crime because if you think there's a guard on the street somewhere, like O'Connell Street would be a classic example in Dublin, if you think there's a few, you know, you should have maybe five guards on O'Connell Street at any one time, as you would in Oxford Street in London, for example. I'm sure there's police walking around. And if you thought they were there, you're less likely to commit a crime. Um, true. And, but I also think that the, the the attitude now of these kids going around is they have no fear of the guards because I I think nothing will happen even if they are uh, if they are called myself I. No, we were told we'd end up in St. Pat's. Absolutely, <laughs> that's uh, long gone now. Yeah, I I, I grew up in Holton. We had a particular guard there that we we were in fear of. Yeah, um, if if. We, Stepped out of line. This guy would. You, this guy would be down on you. But they don't have that fear anymore. Okay. What? What about what? You know, Jennifer is saying is that she believes that there isn't enough for these kids to do. Do you buy that argument, or do you think that's just a bit of a get out? Uh, like a local community centres or boxing clubs or I don't know, whatever. I, Free amenities that you know that are affordable, well, certainly affordable for everybody. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not really in agreement on that, to be honest with you, Niall. I, I, I think it's just the way they are. I saw the results with and without. Do you know what I mean? I saw what it was like when we had the service, and now I see what it's like when we don't. Mm. You know, I yeah. mean, every one of us gave off our time voluntarily to work with these kids, and they respected us, and they knew what we were doing for them. We always had one or two who were a problem. There's no question of that. But I'm just But do you, not, do you not agree with David that we've times have changed and there is, and I've noticed it too, there is, as he called them, feral children out there um, who seem to have no respect for the law. And I, you could set up a million clubs, Jennifer. They're not interested. They only want no. to get up to no good. But they're always there, Nile, and they've always been there. I think it's got it's worse. Just, I think it's got worse. Of course, worse. because it, they, you know, they're influencing the other children around them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we all went to school with a tow rack. Do you know what I mean? We yeah, all yeah. knew that person in school who was always in trouble and whatever. Yeah. But nowadays, they're able to control more of their environment. You know, and I see that for you know the drug running and stuff, they're recruiting young children because they're not going to get prosecuted. But isn't that a problem? That David points out. In my day, you know, you'd be told you'd be sent off to some sort of bar school, or you you'd be sent oh, off to, to St. Pat's or something like that if you were bold or did anything wrong. Where there's no threat nowadays. No, there isn't. That's the other. The thing. threat's and gone. 
<laughs> and, and, and David's right. You know, I remember watching some documentary on RT there recently where there was three young fellas under the age of 18 pissed out of their head driving an uninsured, untaxed, unlicensed car and nothing happens to them. Nothing happens. They yeah. get arrested. Their mother is called or their auntie is called, whoever it was, to come and collect them from the police station. And that's it. Nothing ever happens. No. No, and that, that is wrong. That, that's absolutely wrong. I, too, grew up with the threat of, like, you know, you do anything wrong, you're ending up. I think there's a place called St. Anne's I used to be threatened with. Oh, yeah. But, what's, you know the, what I mean? what's the one on the Malahide Road? They used to say they were going to send me there. What was that one? The one, um, the, the big school on the Malahide Road on the right-hand side as you head down towards Fairview. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it now. It was a boys' yeah. school. And I was told I'd be sent there <laughs> if but I was going. I can't remember the name. <laughs> I don't know what I was know. going on in that school, that there was something very bad going on in it, that everybody was being threatened with being sent to it. I don't know. But we but, don't have uh, anything to threaten people with now, especially the kids. I mean, they do get away with a lot of stuff. And yeah. we don't have, I mean, I don't know, maybe we should start doing, if they get caught doing something, they have to do community service. Yeah, it's only text table noise. It was Artane Boys School. That's right, it was. Sorry, David. Yeah, sorry, you wanted to say something there. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I should have said, I mean, I agree it has got worse. I, you know, there, there was always um, stuff going on, but it has got worse. Um, but not only is there, obviously, they're, they're not afraid of the guards, but, you know, where where is the parents in, in all of this? Um, these kids, you know, 12 or 14, and you see them out at 7 o'clock at night, um, you know, where do the parents think they are? What do they think they're doing? Do they have any mm. um, idea what they're up to? Or just, do they not care? See, I, I don't accept the excuse from parents who'll say they didn't know where 14-year-old Johnny or Mary was at, you know, half nine at night or whatever. Or he's over at the shops hanging around with his mates and, sure, I don't know. He tells me. He's, I mean, you should know where your child is. Of course, of course. I mean, you can I, track I them on the phone now. Oh, well, you can track them. Yeah. She always knew where I was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think you see that as any excuse at all. Yeah. I mean, I always knew where my kids, my kids are all actually obviously over the age of 20 now, but I always knew where they were, exactly where they were. Yeah, likewise. likewise. Same here. Mm-hmm. So, but, I, but I don't understand parents who tell me they can't, oh, sure, I don't know where they'd be. You know, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't accept that. I just don't accept those. I mean, those parents, when I seen, for example, that woman being pushed under the train uh, at the dart station in Hoth there going yeah, back yeah, last year. Yeah. I mean, the parents of those young fellas, uh, they're probably, well, 14 to 16 years of age, they have to know their children are toe rags. They must know. They must, they must know. But, and, and when going back to when we were kids and I'm a similar age to you, um, as I said, we had no mobile phones, but our parents always knew where we were. Yeah. All of these kids have mobile phones. They know or should know where they are. I'd be mortified to think that my child, if I thought my child was a scumbag or behaving like a scumbag, what would you, what would you do about it? I stay there a second. I want to go to Thomas as well. Thomas, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Thomas? Oh, yeah. Afternoon, love. Good. Thomas, do you, I mean, as a man, do you feel safe on the streets? Um, well, that's a bit of a... I, I'm nearly 50 years of age, right? So mm. I'm not in town in nightclubs anymore. And, yeah. You know, when we daughter will be... Not in nightclubs, but she'll be out with her mates and that. Do you worry about they it? They don't. They don't feel safe, and I don't. I don't. Like, I don't want to be worrying about her all the time either. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay. Personally, one of our friends was attacked, bump a vote, a couple of weeks ago in town. Okay. And and, and basically had all the teeth broken. Oh my! I'm sorry to hear that. Um, this is a bloke now, you know. Like, but it doesn't matter if it's a bloke or girl. But but the thing about it is, is these young lads are on the streets. They're running amok. They don't care because there's no guard to be seen. Now, not to say it's the guard's fault. 
there's not enough. They're underpaid, understaffed. And who wants, who wants to join the guards when they don't get paid enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, ago, yeah, the money's not great. No, it's not great. No, I mean, it's but, not the worst money in the world, but it's not great for what you're doing. I Look, I wouldn't be a guard. Because I'm not going to go out there and chase some fellow in a needle or something like that. I'm, that's not just not my no. bag. I'm not into it. I'm not putting my life in danger. So fair play to the people who do do it. They deserve to be paid well for doing it. Yeah, but uh, the other side of the coin, years ago, like I, I lived in Millbrook, beside Eden Moore as well. I remember it, yeah. yeah. and you'd see a nod guard walking around the place, two, two guards walking the beat, whatever. You don't see it anymore. No. Um, you might see it in the city centre, right? okay, in the, in, in the town itself, but not in the suburbs. Um, so Millbrook then, was a nice area. <laughs> I, wa- I used yeah, to walk through Millbrook yeah. to get to school in De La Salle College in Rainey. Yeah. So I used to walk through Millbrook. I was like, that's yeah. where, we I used to say that's where the posh there. people lived. I saw two of them for the first time. I was <laughs> years last week and they cringed. Um, but basically, look, there's lovely people everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, no matter where you live, there's always nice people. But there's always scrouts as well. Yeah. And but personally, when I grow up, I remember the guards be walking around on the beat. Not, not that they went all over the place, but, you know, you'd see them. Then they progressed to the little mountain bikes and they be cycling around. That the presence was there. Yeah. Now there's no presence of the weather. And why do you think that is? It, but, well, uh, is that just sorry, Jennifer? Is that just bad resources? I mean, is it because I'm, I can't blame the guards? I mean, look, no, the population has increased. The guard numbers haven't really increased retrospectively. The guard stations have decreased, obviously, because of the uh, the measures Alan Shatter took going back ten years ago. Uh, so we've less guard stations now than we had, and a bigger population. Years ago, when when you got a job as a guard, right? You, I don't know whether the wages was good or not. It's not good now, apparently. But but basically, you you, were, you had a good career ahead of you. Yeah. And you know what? You were nearly guaranteed the mortgage as well. Mm. Job for but life. Now you're not, but yeah. now you're not. No. You know, so I'm not saying fella in McDonald's are getting paid more than you, but you're not getting paid a hell of a lot less. Yeah, no, no. For the I'm, job I, they do, for the job they do, you know, it's, there's no comparison. I mean, it's a fair point, Jennifer. I wouldn't be a guard for the money they're on. Oh God, neither would I. And I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm not saying they're on crap money, but it's not, you know, it's average money. It's not... It's not, it's not, not even about the money. They're not protected in any way, shape or form. They've mm. no weapons. They've nothing. Well, would you like to see them having weapons? I don't know about that. I, I don't know whether they want to go down that road or not. Oh, sometimes I think they should have those, um, the electric things. What are they called? The tasers, tasers. Tasers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes they can prevent a lot of things going wrong. Mm. But I wouldn't go any further than that. I really wouldn't. I'm always slow to, to that suggestion of arming the guards. I'm always slow to do it because I think once you start to arm the guards, we're one of the very few guard forces or police forces in the world that are not armed, by the way. But I think that's that's kind of done us justice because once you start to arm the guards, unfortunately, then the criminals get tooled up as well to deal with it. So yeah, that's, but I wouldn't agree with guns now, but I do think that maybe tasers. the tasers, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion. And yeah, I, no, 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 I, I get you. And, and, you know, there's a fair argument for that, uh, you know, in certain circumstances, although I did see a video over the weekend of some poor old man being tased in the UK. And, geez, there was a, that was completely unnecessary. But anyway, uh, the question I want to ask today is, do you feel safe? And why not? And what can we do about it? Thanks to Thomas and Jennifer there as well, and David as well. I want to hear your opinions, particularly as a female. Do you feel safe walking around the streets? Ash... And Ruth have told me on many occasions as women, they don't feel safe. They don't feel safe because they get harassed, they get shouted at, and they feel a little bit unsafe, particularly at night if you're, I suppose, heading out, you know what I mean, and you're walking to a dark streets. They get worried. And maybe in saying that, it could be unnecessarily at some point, but in, that's the way society is. 
because you hear so many attacks. And I'm not leaving men out of this, by the way. There are men who feel unsafe too. I'm sure Thomas mentioned there, you know, one of his daughter's friend, a male friend, got his teeth knocked in. That young fellow that was away at the Olympics. He was only interviewed on uh, what's the Late Late Show going back a few weeks ago. He was only home after winning his medal or whatever it was in the Olympics and he got attacked in the city centre. I can't remember his name now. He was beaten up. Ended up in hospital. Stitches all over the place. I mean, so it's not a safe place. But why? Garda presence is what everybody is saying. So why is Drew Harris not paying attention? Why are we not increasing Garda numbers? Why are we not opening back up those Garda stations we closed going back 10 years ago? This is important. And if it costs another billion euro to do that, because it currently costs 1.2 billion or 1.9 billion for the Garda Shikana, if it costs another billion to hire a few more guards that we can have walking around the street, well and good. That's what we need. That's what we need because we pay taxes for the government to keep us safe. And they're failing to do that. When I say the government, the Minister for Justice, obviously that's their department. The question I'm asking is, do you simply, do you feel safe on our roads, on our streets, when you're walking around? Or do you believe we need more Garda Shea Some of your audio messages, by the way, coming in. Hi, Niall. Adrian here in Kilmanagh. I'm laughing at what you said when you said that you knew we were three quid kids wear 100% all the time I thought that as well when mine were younger it's only when they're grown up now they're telling me half they got up to now it's nothing compared to what they're getting up to nowadays but still like you you don't know you can't monitor your kids 100% I completely disagree with you I think you can Niall when my daughter was 15 I texted her to ask her where she was in the local village And she told me she was around at such and such a place. So I drove to that place. And when she wasn't there, I drove around the village like a lunatic. I phoned her and I screamed at her on the phone. Where was she? Because I was where she said she was and she wasn't there. And she was to tell me where she was now. And I went and collected her and brought her home at 15 years of age. They really need to know where their children are. This business of, oh, I don't know what they'd be doing. Well, make it your business to know what they're doing. They're your children. Absolutely. They are your children. And it is. You need to make it your business to know where they are. And if you have an issue or is an issue where your child is telling you they're one place and they're actually not, they're somewhere else, that's a breakdown of communication between you and your child. And that has to be resolved. That's the bigger issue. Um, By the way, in relation to guard salary, somebody says, no, they're bleeding well paid. Uh, Actually, they're not that well paid. Uh, now, depending on how much overtime they do and what sort of shifts they do, but the Garda salary starts off at 30,296 uh, after 32 weeks training, whereby they only get 184 a week during, tra- during training. Now, I know you'll argue if you go to college, for example, you guess, or if you're a student nurse, you get less and all that. Yes, during training, people always get less money. I get that. But it does rise to 48,754 after eight years with a further two f- uh, increments after 13, 19 years service. Maximum pay scale is 52,000 other allowances payable for unsocial hours and overtime. So yes, if you are on, say, a starting pay of 30000 if you do work unsocial hours or you're working night shifts or weekend shifts or whatever shifts that happen to be, I'm not too sure which ones are classes, unsocial hours or shifts that you get overtime for, you will get extra money. But still, the point is, they're a member of Angarda Sheikhana. They're getting into a car. They're facing people who are criminals, people who are dangerous on a daily basis. Would you do it? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world. I'm not interested in doing it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to walk out and grab some guy who's a complete scumbag with a knife 
and put my life in danger. If you want to do that, you do that. But I personally wouldn't. So if they're going to do a job like that, they have to be well paid for it. That's just it. Stop giving out and begrudging them. Laura, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Laura? Hi, how are you? Good. Laura, do you feel safe? No, no. I, to be honest, I just, when you mentioned stores, um, I'm in a, a nice estate of stores. And there's a group of teenagers. And when I say they're 14, 15, 16, maybe, probably a bit younger. You're a bit, Laura, you're a bit muffled. Are you on a speakerphone or something like that? No, no, no. I don't okay. know. It probably was. I was going near the, the monitor. Okay, okay, sorry. It was a bit of an interference. Um, yeah, so I'm in Swords, and there's a group of teenagers, same guys and girls, and they go around, and when I say terrorising the neighbourhood, they're, they're little scrotes is what they are. Yep. They're gaining entrance into, you know, like apartment blocks? Yep. Um, they got into our apartment block one day, and I was trying to go out with the baby. <coughs> sorry. And she was about 10 months old at the time. There was about 15 of them, and I was like, all right, lads, you shouldn't be in here, you need to leave. They would leave back and forth. One of the head guys started coughing in the baby's face, saying, oh, I have corona. Oh, God. Rang the guards, and his reply was, listen, I know who they are. They're the same guys and girls. He said, there's nothing we can do. They're just terrorizing the place. He said, you need to come up, because if you don't come up, I'm going to be in trouble, because obviously I was quite angry. They were like, a girl, like, you know? Yeah. So the head guy was taunting back and forth, so I just dragged them out. Literally grabbed hold of them and dragged them out. And they, were, they were kind of all laughing at them because obviously I'm a girl. And they were like, oh. But um, yeah, they just... Yes, yeah, you put yourself at a lot of risk there, Laura, doing something like that. Yeah, well, my little girl's 10 months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, mama bear comes out like some... some and what, what part of Swords is this, by the way? Ridgewood. Okay, Ridgewood. Actually, I would have thought Ridgewood was a nice enough place there in Swords, and it is, by the way. Some great people it, live in Ridgewood. It actually was. Lovely, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's got worse. Like, yeah, and our block, like, we pay 305000 for this. Like, it's a lot of money, you know. Um, so there's a and, serious, I mean, I'm not blaming the guards in Swords because the population of Swords has increased exponentially, by the way. I mean, look, I'm looking at the population. Do enough, yeah, but, the, but there isn't enough of them. No, there isn't enough of them, but the parents are. To be, to be honest, the blame, like, the, 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 they know, they actually know what the kids are doing. I was out for a walk, and one of the girls and one of the guys that was in the group, and one of the dads was like, where are you going? And I took my headphones off, and I was like, tell your dad where you're going. And she kind of looked at me, and I was like, tell him, tell him where you're going, what you're going to go do. And the dad was like, sorry. And I ended up telling him, he was like, get in. Just get in. And the other guy was just laughing. Didn't, that's didn't give that's terrible. Day. It's terrible to live in a situation where... There's a known group of people, and there's a few of them in Swords, not just one gang, there's a few of them in Swords. There is a few, yeah. Yeah, loitering around, basically intimidating people, causing problems, who are oblivious to the law. I mean, they couldn't give a shit about the law because they know the guards oh, are doing no nothing shit. about it. There was a young guy outside the park, who was coming back from the park, he's, he's 11, and the only reason I know he's 11 is because I actually know, uh, like he's a, I would know him if that makes sense. Mm. And the guards had him in the car and they were like, tell me where you live, blah, 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 no, 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 no. And eventually they had to let him go, he's only young, and he was walking to the park. And one of the guys was like, what's that? You had nothing, boys, I gave him a different name. I was like, you're, you're, you're like, seriously. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, basically what you're telling me is that swords is not as safe as it used to be. No, it isn't. No, 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 no. no. And so what's so what's the answer to that, Laura? If they got an extra, say, fifty guards, uh, because there's a massive population in Swords now, it's one of the fastest growing areas actually in Europe at one stage. They said, but but if there was a an increase in the guard presence or a few extra cars as well, because I know they've only got two or three cars in the station there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there was more availability of guards, say, just to walk around, do you think that would make a difference? 
Yeah, probably. I think, like, obviously, Gareth being visible is, is, a, is a step. But I do think that it needs to come back to the parents. I mean, if these kids are under 18 and they're saying Irish law, like, if they're under 18, they're, they're children, and it's, they're not, like, you know, major crimes, well, then I think the parents need to be picked up because it will teach you, like, if you can't control your children and it comes to you, you'll, you'll change your style of parenting at one stage, at some stage. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. Okay, well, listen, Laura, thanks. I'm sorry your line was so, it was just difficult to hear. I, I don't know what it was wrong, which is a bit muffled, but I do appreciate you coming on the air. And, and I do appreciate so many people, by the way, suggesting that there are areas that were once safe they don't feel safe in anymore. And a lot of that is to do with Garda resources, by the way, and Garda presence. And again, I want to say, I'm not blaming the guards. There's only 14,000 of them in the whole country, for God's sake. They can't be everywhere. And sadly, they're badly resourced. I know, I know there are people who will argue, well, you know, they're out doing this, this and this and they shouldn't be. They should be doing this instead. That's not up to them. That's up to their sergeant. That's up to Drew Harris. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not up to them. They, they only do what they're told to do and where to go. But if they were on the streets, everybody is saying the same thing. If they were out on the beat like they used to 20 or 30 years ago, we wouldn't have that same fear. Anthony, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Anthony? Hi, Niall. How are things? Anthony, I mean, do you think, you know, is it a lack of Garda resources, a lack of Garda Shikana? Should they get more pay to encourage more people to want to be guards, open more Garda stations? What's the answer here? Well, to be quite honest, before anyone questions it, I don't have anyone in the Garda or anything like that. So I'm not, I'm coming from a totally neutral position. I think they get an awful bad press. They go off, they chase down a person, they try to catch them. They catch them in the end. It's like a mouse c- catching a, mm. a rat or yeah. a cat rat catching a mouse, I should say. And then they have to fill out a load of paperwork. Then they have to go to court, maybe in a courthouse. Yeah. And that's where all the guards are. And then, and, and and then, then, then the individual they catch breaking into a house or whatever it happens to be or beating somebody up goes to court they spend days doing paperwork in and out of court and the judge goes three months suspended sentence yeah and it's your 102nd conviction yeah and the guy is back out in the street and as he's walking out of the courtroom the guard is standing there the scumbag winks at the guard yeah and that's very demoralising absolutely that's very demoralising for any job Mm -hmm. you know so I mean I think they get an awful bad press and Alan Shatter did have an awful lot to answer for the time that he closed down Temple Moor and closed down all the Garda stations. Of course, they should be reopened. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend, she was a clerical secretary, and she worked in a Garda station. But you see, what's happened now, before they closed down the Garda stations, they even got rid of the clerical staff, which are very vital and very important. They were the ones that answered the phone. I, see, they were the ones I have that two opinions on that. We should have more you know, civil servants doing the I administration work. Absolutely. But I can tell you now, from what I know, and I go back to a friend of mine who was a guard many years ago, when they introduced you know, the, the kind of civil servants into the mix to do the admin work, there was a bit of resistance uh, from Garda Shea themselves um, because they felt that was their job because what was happening was you were bringing in the clerical staff, the clerical staff were doing the, the kind of the paperwork and the guards were being chucked out onto the street. The guards didn't like that because it was a little bit cushier to be in, to be sometimes in the office behind the desk in the warm, particularly during the, the winter period, right? So there was a bit of resistance from the guards themselves. So I think they need to get over that. I think their job is out on the street 
fighting crime and if we can get the civil oh, service to do the right. I disagree with you. I could only just tell you about my own. But that is their job. That is their job. Mine, but a friend of mine, she did it for years and years and she had no resistance from the Gardaí and she answered the phone. She filled out the forms and mm. the probation forms and the court reports and she answered the phone and she did this and she did that. She had no problems with the Gardaí that she was working with and they were mainly all male Gardaí and mm. she had no problems whatsoever and she missed the job when she was let go from it, you know, and the station was closed down. And, I mean, it's, like in the college area here, we had an awful lot of problems and the community residents association worked closely with the community Gardaí and during the COVID crisis, I had a terribly bad fall. I was coming out of the shower and I fell and I fractured four ribs and smashed the side of my face off the toilet bowl on the way oh down. Oh gosh. And I was totally incapacitated. I couldn't ask family to come. The community response guard that came out and did everything for me. No, they are good. The community guards are good. Listen, I have to go to break, Anthony. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping numbers 087-188-0008. 50,000 and you're saying they're badly paid? Jesus Christ, what's, what's up with you? <laughs> I didn't say they're all getting 50,000. I said that is the maximum on the pay scale. You see, they're quite a substantial amount of years and gets a, quite a substantial promotion to get to that point. You're not listening to what I said. Starting out... The guards get 30,000. They rise after eight years to 48,754. And by the way, if you think 48,754 is brilliant wages for somebody who's putting their life in danger every day they walk out the door, fair play to you. I don't think that's great money for walking out and putting your life in danger. I wouldn't do it for that money. But let me go to Rob. Rob, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Rob? Afternoon, Chinal. How are you? How you doing? Rob, now... You have a kind of different story, but do you feel safe walking around? Well, yeah, to an extent I do, except if I'm out with my uh, boyfriend. Right. <laughs> now, we're only, only at the city centre now, Noel, I must, I must, I must say. Now, when, you, when you say your boyfriend, what, like, you're, you're kind of making it obvious, you're holding hands, you might have your arm around each other, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, pretty much that's it, Noel. And, you and know, is that, just, but is that still the case, Rob? I thought we had moved on from that Neanderthal <laughs> stage of life. Generally, I think we have now. We're, we're above all that now. I think we've moved on, and people are so more accepted, and it's, it's wonderful to see. But just the last couple of weeks there, Niall, and I, I must admit, me and my family, we felt a bit scared all right now, and that was in relation to being in Dame Street, coming home from a bar, about 20 past 11, I think it was Thursday night, or whatever, just holding hands, walking along there, past the, a couple of fast food joints, mm-hmm. uh, heading down towards, you know, the, the old Bank of Ireland there. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to grab a taxi. Uh, and we'd be crossing back over from, say, Cable Street end, and the traffic, which way the traffic goes. But anyway, uh, these guys, and a couple of girls with them too, a group of about seven lads, 18 and 20, 22, and just started shouting and screaming at us. And what were they shouting? Obscenities? Well, it was all, it was all the anti-gay stuff. Like right, okay, okay, okay. Queers and all the usual. Yeah, yeah. You should be locked up and all this. Oh, or, or left in the lift, you know, terrible. that stuff. 
But you know what? Now, what, what I, about, I, I know this is on topic slightly, but Ashton said to me earlier on, we were thinking of doing something today in relation to uh, Josh Cavallo because he came out public as gay. He's a footballer, by the way. He plays for Adelaide United. He's a midfielder, oh. right? But seemingly, I didn't know this. He's the only active playing gay footballer. Now, I'm sitting, well, clearly he's not, by the way, because there's clearly loads of gay footballers, but they yeah. don't want to come out because of the fear of people shouting stuff from the sidelines or whatever it happens to be. And the, you know the way these uh, supporters Shocking, get a bit... isn't it? In but, this I mean, day and age. but I mean, I'm just shocked by that. I thought we had moved on so much quicker than, or further than that. That, that footballers are afraid to come out as being gay because the supporters don't see this as being macho or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the yeah, theory this is. This is a big thing in, in, in England, I think, now, with the Premier League and all this. Yeah. And a lot of the, the guys that are in the that are playing top-notch players who are gay and they're just whoever's telling them well, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do it here or else that's, you're going to be But that's incredible be because you know what they would do more justice for people like you and others that are out there in society because these people are looked up to and admired by these kind of macho supporters that they if more of them came out they would these supporters would have more respect for them I, would, uh, I yeah, believe I would, so I would agree with you yeah, I wonder now. I mean, I don't know what you or your other uh, listeners are thoughts on this, but it's only, it, it can be intimidating, though. So, do you believe I mean, that that more Garda on the street in Dame Street um, would be, you know, would be an answer to solving some of that problem? I can't. I'm not sure, Niall. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Would it, that the Garda, an extra Garda presence, be an answer? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just the, it's just these scrotes now. Yeah, uh, no, but, but in general, most people are great. Yeah, yeah, uneducated morons. Uneducated yeah. morons, <laughs> or else hatred morons. Well, hatred. Yeah, yeah. people are. Some people are just filled with hatred, aren't they? But should they go up to uh, Leo Varadkar's house? And I know, I know. And some of the names they've called, I've seen the videos. It's despicable. You've look, seen all that. You look, I, I am, I'm in favour of people's right to protest. Go up to the doll there and protest if you want to stand outside. Oh, correct, yeah. yeah. Not outside the man's house with his partner there as well, who has nothing to do with it, by the way. His partner's a doctor. No, it reminds me of last summer when the new government was formed and there was a protest outside the doll. And it was the new children's minister who happens to be gay. That's Roderick right. Yeah, O'Connor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roderick, lovely fella. And the names oh, he was called as well, I remember that. But they had all these placards uh, with nooses on them. I know. They judged the man to be some kind of a paedophile. That's right, they were they were using that word constantly. And they did that outside Leo Radker's house the other night too as well. And it's that's just despicable. But that just shows the lack of education of these people. Just because somebody is gay, that you you you, you feel entitled to judge them in some way. I mean, it's wrong. It's wrong. Well, I I feel I feel for the young people who the, you know the young people in their early twenties who are gay or whatever like that. Because I've seen this. I've seen this back in the summer. Young lads about twenty years of age. I tell you what, Rob. Kids. I'm going to have to cut you short because I'm yeah. way over time. But look, I tell you what, Rob. I should talk oh, to you yeah. again about it. Do you want to come on again and talk to me about it? I love it. All right, before the end of the week, we'll do that, Rob. All right. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.